Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version of Scripture. I've shared this before, and I want to share it again. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. Say with me, just going to church and getting nothing out of it. That's all right already? And then it says, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. I want y'all to remember that. Say with me, refreshing my soul with salvation. Say it again, refreshing my soul with salvation. As I continue, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me or following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed quietness for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 in the Amplified Version of Scripture. I now want to read in your hearing. Acts 3.19. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Say with me, the time of refreshing. Ooh, that's pretty good. In the Amplified Version, I shall read it again. It says, so repent. Listen to this. So repent. Change your inner self. Your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. And turn to God. Seek his purpose for your life. So that your sins may be wiped away. Blotted out completely erased so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Listen to how he says it. Restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. Like a cool wind on a hot day. My subject this morning called for repentance called for repentance called for repentance there's one and only one reason why the Lord woke all of us up this morning it was a call for repentance. 
wasn't to do your laundry, wasn't to get caught up on your reading, it wasn't to plant your moms later after church, but God woke you up for one reason. He gave your heart a call and said, beat, because today is the call for repentance. The Lord said it is the call for repentance. The beginning of that call started with God giving each one of us what I love to refer to as the gift of life. If you don't wake up, it's over. Yeah. If you don't wake up, it's over. But if God wakes you up and gives you just a little bit to work with, then there's more than enough to work with. Somebody came here this morning with just a little bit. Somebody woke up this morning just holding on by a thread of life. But thanks be to God, that thread is more than enough to qualify you for God's refreshing. And so today, my brothers and sisters, I suggest to you that God has summoned each and every one of us here to church today to encourage us. He gave so many across the land the summons. But because of difficulties and uniquenesses of life, some chose other things other than to come into the presence of God. And this sermon is not designed in such a way to talk about those who didn't come to church like you did. But it's designed to talk about you that have come to church like you did. And I want to let you know today that in the midst of life being life, God called you here this morning so that you and him can review your life and make sure that your life is the best here on earth and when it's time to leave this earth that your life is the best hereafter and hereafter and hereafter. When you look at life, it's a series of choices and a series of never-ending events. Every event and every encounter that you're involved with requires you to make a choice as to how to respond to it. And every choice and every event connected to it is constantly being influenced to choose it as the answer to life. Those choices are influenced by spirits. And you've got the Holy Spirit, that's trying to tell you to choose God. And then you've got Satan's spirits trying to tell you to choose him. So there you find yourself in the middle of life and you've got to make a choice that makes sense, that will benefit your life for living. That enemy sometimes talks louder than the Holy Spirit. You got to watch spirits. Spirits are like people, the one who talks the loudest and talks the most. 
is normally the one that you don't want to be with. And so as Luke is writing the book of Acts, Jesus had just died at Calvary and risen as he had said. And Luke is writing about Peter. And he first begins writing, talking about the comforter or the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised would come and help them. And he's writing about the relevance of Jesus to people who had denied his power and denied his deity and said that there was nothing to them. He's talking about the power of, say with me, repentance, forgiveness, and focus. That, my brothers and sisters, is the key life agenda for all of us trying to make it to heaven. I'm not talking about no car this morning. I'm not talking about a successful business this morning. I'm not talking about a house this morning. I'm not talking about nothing more than asking God to get you together so you can make it to heaven. Now, let me personalize that. Get us together on earth so we can spend eternity. How many want to be ready when the Lord comes back? I don't want to hear God say, depart from me. I know you. Now, we can get so connected to this world till we forget that we've got to live again. So say with me, repentance, forgiveness, and focus. When you look at the book of Acts, it is a clear demonstration of repentance, forgiveness, and focus. Because there is a gentleman who's chosen to preach the inaugural sermon about the resurrected Savior called Jesus. You would think that the Lord God would choose someone who never made a mistake. You would think that God would select someone who had an outstanding religious experience. But he chose the most unlikely to be chosen. He chose Peter as the first preacher to tell a lost world about himself, Jesus. And Peter preached with such intensity and such authority until his first sermon over 3,000 people got saved. I want to say something to somebody today. Most of us live in circles where people proclaim that if we, make, if we make mistakes trying to live life, you're not even worth living life. Some even are involved with people in church who act as if they've never done anything in life. And if you slip up and do something that's ungodly, oh, they want to put their foot on it. They want to put you, they don't want to throw you under the bus. They want to throw you under the Bible and just keep slamming your head with the Bible, telling you you should be better and you should be doing. And if you survive that attack, then there's another enemy who's probably your worst enemy. That's yourself. It's horrible when the devil tricks you to do sin. Once he gets sin to grab you and become the anchor or the noose around your neck, you can, re you can ask God for forgiveness. You can ask God for another chance. You can ask God for another opportunity. And when you think in your mind and in your heart that the Lord has set you free and you're ready to move forward, there's something called reminding you of your past. And the enemy does a good job of reminding you of what you did and how you did it and when you. He uses your yesterday to mess up today so that you'll never reach tomorrow. 
But I'm here to tell somebody in here that the devil is a liar and a deceiver. How many of y'all believe he's out here lying and deceiving? God is not through with you yet. Y'all, this morning, I wanted to preach a message that told you it's going to be all right. Preach a message to tell you do this. But y'all, we're living at a time and age when you look at the landscape of life. If we don't refocus, if we don't repent, if we don't get ourselves together, we're going to find ourselves debt-free Two or three cars, nice clothes, nice home, all the nice things in life because you can't pack none of that stuff in that box when that box is in front of the church. There's only one thing you can pack away and can take with you and that's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God because that's what God's going to get you up. So this morning, Lord has commissioned me to talk to you in an encouraging way to tell you that he called you this morning for repentance it first starts off in the book of acts when you go beyond the holy spirit chapter it talks about the first miracle that peter and john performed amongst the people and there was as the bible calls him a lame man who had been in that condition since birth say with me the power of repentance grace and mercy this man was a beggar and every day his friends and family would have to pick him up and bring him to this gate that entered into the temple that some called the beautiful gate. And when we were in Israel the last time, we, we had the opportunity to go to the gate that enters the temple for prayer. And we saw literally thousands of people on their way to the 12 noon prayer at the temple. I mean, y'all, they were hustling and bustling and riding mopeds and motorcycles and Ubers and walking and running and going everywhere trying to get to the temple to pray. Y'all, literally thousands of people. And on the way there, the market people were trying to distract them and telling them instead of going to pray, you need to get some bread. Instead of going to pray, you need to get another watch. Instead of going to pray, you need to get some jewelry. Instead of going to pray, you need a scarf. Instead of going to pray, you need this. Instead of going to pray, you need that. So on the way into the place to meet the Lord, there was all kind of distractions telling them, you don't need to pray. You need to stop here because what I have is going to give you the answers to life that you want. Because if you got a new ring, you'll feel better. If you got a new coat, you'll feel better. If you got a new hat, you'll feel better. If your belly gets full you'll feel better all kind of distractions in life right now y'all there are all kind of distractions signaling to us if you stop here first I'll satisfy you if you deal with me first I'll satisfy you but I'm here to tell y'all today let nothing distract you from the making it to the temple when it's time to get right with God we gotta get right with God when we got time to pray we sure enough better pray y'all we better deal with all these distractions isn't it amazing how when we're going through life we can go everywhere else but when it's time to come to church it seems like church is the most difficult place to come yeah you got a headache but you go to work with your headache you go fill your car with gas with a headache y'all don't hear me you stop and get a smoothie with your headache you get a Starbucks with your headache y'all don't hear me you take your kids to school and pick them up from school with your headache but when it comes time to spend a little time with the Lord the devil has distracted us and told us that it's in our way well I'm going to tell y'all to 
day. As for me and my household, we gonna get to church and we go, yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that something? The football game can go into overtime and that's okay. The basketball game can go into overtime, but that's okay. The line at Burlington Coat Factory may take you uh, 45 minutes to check out, but when the preacher preaches more than 20 minutes, the devil tells you, oh, I'm gonna find me another church cause he preaches too long. If I was up here talking nonsense, I would say, yeah, I'm preaching too long. But if it takes me 45 minutes to get you to realize you can put your foot on the devil and declare it for the Lord I live and for the Lord I die, blessed be the name of the Lord. Then somebody said, take 45 minutes, Rab, take 45. And so what am I saying to y'all? Distractions are real when the real thing is on the inside waiting for you. Y'all got to deal with these distractions and go get the real thing. God is the real thing. If you know the Lord is the real thing, somebody give God about seven seconds worth of real praise and tell him thank you for being the real deal. This man was a beggar. And somebody had to take him to the gate. Every day, three times a day, thousands of people would pass by. And all he could do is beg. All he could do is beg. All he could do is beg. I know he didn't want to be a beggar. I know he wanted to have the strength to navigate life by himself. But the Bible said he was born lame. In other words, there were conditions he had nothing to do with. Part of who he was as a person, part of his culture, part of his DNA, part of his upbringing, part of who he was that crippled him because of the environment and the bloodline he was born into. I'm here to tell somebody in here today, there may be some things that you're struggling with because y'all DNA and our culture and our past is real. We can be raised in an environment and take on the, 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 the little the little principles of that environment and we can become a product of our environment and we try to break it's called strongholds y'all it's called curses y'all and strongholds and curses are real because if some of y'all of all of us look back over our lives we'll see somebody a whole lot of somebody somewhere that submitted to the power of satan and those things became generational curses but if you answer the call of repentance and let God deal with what you've had to deal with that you had nothing to do with. You'll find that God is good all the time and you'll find that God will break every chain. God will break every... Do I have anybody that knows God as a chain breaker in here? Has the Lord ever broken some chains in somebody's life in here? Your daddy did it. Your granddaddy did it. Your great granddaddy did it. Your mama did it. Your grandmama did it. Your great, 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 grandmama did it. But once you laid at the feet of Jesus and lifted your hands and opened your heart and said, what must I do to be saved? Did the Lord break some chains in your life? Well, I'm here to let you know there's a few more chains still holding on. But God is a chain breaker. God is a sin breaker. That was grace. Grace. 
Grace. Grace, yeah, that old, that old beggar heard a message. John, or brother Peter got to preaching. Now, he never walked before in his life. And, 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 and Peter and John said, look, man, we ain't got no change. But such as we have, we're going to let you hold a little bit of it. And they looked at him and began to talk to him about Jesus Christ of Nazareth and begin to tell him what Jesus could do. And for the first time in his life, he had somebody, he had somebody speaking hope in his life instead of ignoring him speaking hope instead of passing him by have you been passing somebody by that maybe you could have been speaking a little hope to yeah i know i ain't giving you all change but i can give you the change maker is there somebody that you need to share a message with about jesus christ that's another message i'm gonna keep staying focused where i'm at and he looked at the beggar he said man grab my hand now by this time if he ain't never walked every muscle was drew up his ankles wasn't worth nothing. His feet wasn't worth nothing. His knees wasn't worth nothing. He had no muscles in his legs, so he, he had every reason why he should not walk. There may be somebody in here this morning. You have every reason why you should not be in life today. And when you are in that condition, that's when the devil tries to tell you, you've been this way all your life. Oh, can I take it even further, y'all? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't mind that you come to church. He doesn't mind that you serve in the church. He don't even mind that you hold a position in the church. But what he don't want you to do is to be free from that thing that you've been struggling with all your life. To be free from that thing that is stopping you from being close to God like you need to be close to God. From that thing, y'all don't hear what I'm saying in here because none of us, most of us don't know what that thing is. I don't know what your thing is. The other one don't know what your thing is because most people's things are private and personal and that's the thing that the Lord is going to deal with to let you know you can be delivered, to let you know you can be set free, to let you know that life can make sense. How many of y'all know that God is a habit breaker and a thing destroyer? So the Lord called you today, let you know, even though you're struggling to understand why the struggle's over with. Because he reached out and he grabbed that boy, grabbed that man, and for the first time in his life, he got up, stood up, began to leap in and shout. But he began to follow Peter and John all through the temple. And all them thousands of people that saw him begging every day, all of a sudden saw him praising that day. I'm here to tell somebody that God has set your life up for a witness for such a time as this. And when folks begin to see what God has done in your life, that's why you can't leave church. God wants to show you off. That's why when you try to quit God, you can't quit God because God wants to show you off. Somebody needs to see your life with all of God's glory on it. Is there anybody that wants the glory of God on your life? Because the greatest glory is not a glory that's talked about. The greatest glory is a glory that's seen. When you don't look like what you used to look like when you don't do what you used to do can i get a witness in here huh? when god gives you peace mercy can you save me mercy there's another dynamic in this sermon today the power of repentance grace and mercy Mer mercy 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 is when you're guilty just straight guilty flat guilty but when it's time for a turning point you can't even feel comfortable with yourself but thank God that he didn't allow you to die in your state of uncomfortableness. Thank God that he bothers us so we don't get comfortable. Because the minute you get comfortable in sin, 
disgracing God with your life, that's the minute that your life is in trouble. And I want to let somebody know in this house this morning, the fact that God made a call to you and brought you to the house of God. God wanted to send a message to you. It's far from over. Your dream still will come to pass. What you're hoping for still will come to pass. But before he refreshes you, you got to repent of your sin and ask God to get you right. Peter was a trip. God couldn't have got more worse of a fella to preach the inaugural sermon to tell the world about Jesus. Let's look at his resume. First, he lied all of it. He's just a liar. He was confused, called confused commitment. He talked about how much he loved Jesus. But when the pressure of being connected to Jesus hit him, that's when he denied him. Not only one time, but two times, but three times. And the last time when it looked like he was going to, amen, receive some trouble because the people knew he was like Jesus and about Jesus, he said, look, I'm going to tell you blankety-blanks one more blankety-blank time. I don't know that blankety-blank. I ain't never been with that blankety-blank, blank, blank. And I don't know that blankety-blank. And I'm tired of you blankety-blank. And then when he did it the last time, crow cocked and made a noise. And conviction fell on him that he had messed up. Not only was he a cusser, but he was violent. He cut the centurion's ear off. He said, oh, God, Peter, you done messed up again. Somebody sitting here today, you done messed up again. And you done cut something off trying to be right. In church, working for the Lord. Somebody crossed your path the wrong way in church. Usher tell you to scoot over. Don't let you lead the song in the choir. Won't give you a key to the church, deacons. Pass over you again for another time to preach. Get mad because you wasn't made the president of the auxiliary. And you cut the ear off the church so that people will hear how horrible church is. Because you didn't get your... Peter writes to us in the third chapter of Acts and he says, repent and be refreshed. He was preaching in the third chapter. He says, it's so easy to get caught up in the pursuit of life. He said, sin will tell you that it will satisfy you. And so I share Peter's same sermon this morning. It's so easy, Renaissance, to get caught up in the pursuit of life. Sin will tell you it will satisfy you. How do you know sin is talking? When you wake up and go through your day and hate to come to church. When life seems so heavy to the answer seems everywhere else but in the Lord. When it seems like you become allergic to praise, allergic to worship. So what is sin? Sin is simply this. The failure to follow the ways of God in our efforts to figure out life. Sin is messing up with God. Sin is making and getting entangled up with bad choices. So once you identify sin, then the answer to sin is Jesus. And the deliverance needed from Jesus is through repentance. So what does repent mean? To be led by the Holy Spirit in a discussion concerning your life. That's where repentance begins. In a conversation with the Holy Spirit about your life. Repentance is time to think about and review your relationship with God. Repentance has a voice that calls you. And there's a conviction from God that's telling you it's time to get your life right. God is saying, if you value me above what's valuable in your life, then I'm going to give you the turnaround that you've been looking to. So that was repentance. So to repent is an action. And to repent is a sincere decision. So repentance is first sincere. That results in a change in your mind, change in your attitude, and a change in your heart towards God. 
To repent, you say, I'm going to live and commit all of myself to Christ-centered purpose, Christ-centered act. Repenting is not easy. Because in most cases, it requires some drastic changes in the choices you've been making. Life can get so contaminated spiritually so easy. Living in this challenging world, life can get so, your spiritual life can get so contaminated. But here in Acts, it says, repentance leads to refreshing with salvation. Refreshing to be made new, re-energized, to be refocused, to be re-inspired. And it says, though, with salvation. Salvation in the simplest form means deliverance, soundness, prosperity, rescue, protection, happiness, freedom, restoration, wholeness, healing, and to be restored. I'll just sum it up. Repentance says, I'm coming to the point to where I'm going to be honest with myself and honest with God. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.